Talking about the Day of Atonement, we've been digging pretty deeply into that. You know, the 8 o'clock hour right at the top is usually when we pray, and we do want to pray with you. And I just wanted to kind of set it up in this in this sense. Uh, this next time we're going to be talking about how and why do Christians celebrate the Day of Atonement. You know, we kind of get the concept of Passover because Jesus died on the cross for us, rose from the dead. We get that concept. That's He did that. No one else could do it. Where is the Day of Atonement? Where does that come in? Well, see, there is another part to your salvation because it's your salvation. Everybody in the world isn't saved. And the reason is only some have received him. So my question to you is, are you at one with God? Not on all the other stuff, but are you at, are you at peace with God? See, the Day of Atonement is what we call is one day, we don't know how long, but one day is also called the end times judgment day. This is judgment day. And one day we will all stand before God and he will ask, did you do justly? Did yeah. you love mercy? Did you walk humbly with me? But there's one more question that is infinitely more important because the life and death of each of us hang on. It. And the question is, do I know you and do you know me? See, everyone, Jew, Gentile, needs Jesus. If they're to know peace at the final judgment, this is, they've got to be, uh, atonement has to happen. They have to be at one. We can't become right with God, righteous, from what we do or even obedience to the law. Righteousness comes by faith. Trusting in Jesus to be in charge, arresting in confidence. The resting is encountering Christ intimately, becoming one with him and his will. And, uh, Let's just pray on that. God, we want to make sure that we're not going back to old patterns and habits and sins and ways and mindsets. We don't want to be in any bondage in any area. And you know exactly where there's bondage in our life. And we want to make sure that we're letting you point that out so that we're not living with that and accepting that. You don't want us to accept defeat in any area. You defeated death. You defeated hell. You defeated anything that would try to defeat us so we could have this new life, so we could have your love, your security forever, complete access to our Father. And you want to overflow. You don't want to just touch our lives a little bit. You want to overflow out of our hearts and mouths and out of our whole life. We want to make sure that we have that overflow, that we're not running on empty. We're not running dry. God, we thank you for giving us that sacrifice that we could have never experienced this without. Your perfect sacrifice. We know that you're not demanding perfection from us, but you're, you are demanding repentance. You are demanding heart change, life change, transformation. That's what you want to take place through salvation. It's not just something for us to hear. It's something for us to walk in. You have a covenant that you're making with us and a blood covenant. We want to make sure that we're taking that seriously. That we're honoring your word. That we're honoring you. You have a covenant of peace. You have a covenant of love. God, teach us about your covenant. How to actually make that covenant with you. Where we are completely invested. Where we are completely yours. And thank you, God, for what you've made possible. In Jesus' name, amen. And for those of you especially who uh, may listen and, you know, get so touched and so moved, but of really longing to know God, really want to know Him, but yet never even begun to consider that that's possible for you, or you've just got so much into a religious habit that you've never taken the time to to actually deal with one issue that separates us all. <laughs> 
And it's, it's quite simple. You just ask God to come into your life and to forgive you of your sins, to make you one with him. It's, it's, uh, it's faith. It's you asking and him doing and simply believing that he will and that it's his idea and that is the best idea in the world. And the fact that sometimes it is so simple causes us to stumble. Don't stumble. Just let him in. Amen. Now, uh, we're talking about how we as Christians celebrate this day. In Colossians chapter 2, Paul says, Don't let any man judge you in respect to holy days, new moons, Sabbath days, which are all a shadow of things to come for the substances of Christ. In other words, the Sabbath days were just a shadow of things to come. Substance creates a shadow in, you know, in, in the way of the sun there. The substance here is Jesus. Sabbath days were all looking forward to Jesus who would bring rest. When we take the day off from all labor, we're providing a testimony for God, ourselves, and everyone else that we completely rely on God for every breath and eternity. Rosh Hashanah was the creation of man. Ten days later, on Yom Kippur, which would be Sunday night, was the fall of man. This was the day that Adam missed his appointment with God to walk in the cool of the day. This was the day God killed animals to make skins for Adam and Eve. So for anybody, two things are required for the Day of Atonement. Resting represents death. So we wear white clothing to represent death. That's burial clothes are white. Uh, Arev, the evening of Yom Kippur is the only night of the entire Jewish calendar when a talit, a prayer shawl, is worn in the evening. The Jews wear white to live all day as if they were dead. Fasting. You don't eat when you're dead. See, it's humbling yourself before God and a reminder that you are mortal. Mm. Burial clothes have no pockets because no possessions can be taken. If your hope is in that, you're in trouble. Only the word and good works can go with you. One of the fringes, the zitzitz, those little stringy things, is cut off. It represents the law because the dead are no longer under the law. Yom Kippur is the only holiday that fasting is explicitly commanded by the Lord. Leviticus 16 is the Sabbath of solemn rest for you. You shall afflict your souls. It's a statute forever. Afflict doesn't mean to punish yourself or to, but to humble yourself. Why are we to fast? Because we've learned from the failure of Adam and Eve, they chose to eat the one thing they weren't supposed to eat on this date. Goodness, we're choosing not to eat from the tree of knowledge. That we don't know better. As we return to the garden spiritually to start anew our walk with God. They abstain from food and drink. They don't bathe or anoint their bodies. Don't wear leather, shoes, and they abstain from marital relations. The Yom Kippur fast never is allowed to jeopardize health. Just a note for you. Those too ill to fast or to fast fully are prohibited from doing so. Those who need to take medication are allowed, as are pregnant women or women who have just given birth. So be mindful. Uh, just let me say it again. The Yom Kippur fast isn't allowed to jeopardize your health. That's part of the rules. Right? So be mindful if you're one of those and have any issues with health. Isaiah 58 describes what God calls fasting on a holy day. Turn away your foot from doing your pleasure on my holy day. Call the Sabbath a delight, the holy day of the Lord honorable. Honor him by not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words. 
That's a big one. That's Sunday night to Monday night. That's part one. Isaiah 58 all describe, also describes what God calls fasting on an ordinary day, just to show the difference. Is this not the fast that I've chosen? To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppression go, oppressed go free, to break every yoke, to share your bread with the hungry, to bring to your house the poor who are cast out, when you see the naked to cover them, to not hide yourself from your own flesh. So there's two kinds of fast. This particular fast has all to do with saying, God, it's all on you. I'm, I need everything from you. So you shut down. That's how you do that. Jesus said that he came not to do his own will, but the will of his Father. He fasted from his glory, fasted from heaven to come and serve and not be served. This is an example to us. We fast. We deny ourselves so that we can grow in the desire to serve others. And then we do that after the Day of Atonement, but not on it. So we can already be preparing for this. You know, this you should weekend, be preparing for it, yeah. The next couple of days. Just figure out what God's laying on your heart to give, to lay down, to fast. And you know, for me, I used to fast a whole lot. And I just really got burned out on fasting. But it's the one day, apart from being sick, it's the one day I think it's just so, so important. And I love to wear white on that day because it just reminds me and just spend the time, just, you know, turn the TV off and just press into God.